Desert and the great American Southwest. I bid you all good evening and or good morning wherever you may be across this great land of ours. From the Tahitian and Hawaiian Islands in the West, nestled in the warm trade winds of the Pacific, eastward to the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, with their own soft winds, south into South America, north all the way to the Pole, and worldwide on the Internet. You know, what I think is interesting about this fire at Jacob's Pillow is a lot of the people and companies and groups and individuals that were very outwardly distraught about this are a lot of the same people that are outwardly for this like dehistoricization where if you take this logic of like transcend transcending like history and tradition mm -hmm. if you take their rad lib like logic to its end they would probably want to burn jacob's pillow eventually yeah because the attack on traditional modern dance is already happening yeah totally. so i'm genuinely surprised that you, I think if this happened 10 years later, if something would have happened like this 10 years later, you would see a lot of the same like Notre Dame Cathedral responses right. that were like, oh, it's just a like old white people building. <laughs> Why does anybody care? You would see that. Right. And I think give it not even 10 years. I think you would see that. I'm surprised we didn't see that. Right. And I think it's because of the institutional backing of dance. Yeah. Well, these people want to make a critique but they also don't want to piss people off right. because it, yeah. And because dance is kind of in, uprooted from institutions a lot of times, you can, that cognitive dissonance can be Right, resolved. that's so true. These people are critiquing each other yeah. and the form, not the institutions, which is Claire Bishop's whole thing. We can't critique the institution. When if it doesn't exist in an institution. Yep. So people think that it's radical for things to not exist in, a, in an institution when once you leave an institution, you can no longer make an institutional critique. Right. Which is where the critique needs to happen, not an individual critique. Yeah. You shouldn't critique your peers, your individuals. The critique is how we are organized as a society. Right. And nobody's doing it that. It doesn't exist. Yeah. But then when the building burns down, when Jacob's Peter... When Jacob's Peter... Jacob's Pillow. Peter. <laughs> down when the theater burns down suddenly people are awakened to this idea that dance is rooted in something that you know dance does need spaces for dance yeah. specifically dance to exist and that is in the theater well but also it doesn't because all of the people even posting the photos of pieces they've performed in the theater they've performed it not only in other theaters but also in completely different kinds of spaces right so as much as these places mean something to them this is why you didn't see a critique of jacob's pillow that's where you see that these institutions don't even mean enough exactly. to these people for them to critique it they mean they the institution means as much as they had an individual experience in the institution uh yeah oh my god everyone <laughs> talked about like oh my god like i spent blah, blah, blah time there this place means so much to me it was always about their time there not what right. it represents right because if they were to comment on what it represents they should hate it exactly by, by their, their logic, logic. exactly yeah. <laughs> and it was never about um them seeing dance there as a spectator and no, what yeah. it was about them on stage 
performing there. Telling their story. Exactly. Yeah. But it wasn't about, you know, the loss of a public space to see dance in. Right. That's totally missing. Yep. And of course it is because they are not even thinking about that no, relationship. It was like to the they audience. felt, I feel as though the visceral, like, feeling and reaction for a lot of people would be the same as it would not be like seeing a museum burn it would be like your diary yeah totally on fire totally exactly yeah like somebody burned your you know scrap photo out <laughs> yeah exactly and, and that's why you see you know um posts of either i saw a lot of instagram posts dancers love instagram <laughs> I hate Instagram. Dancers love Instagram. I made the transition to Twitter. I know. <laughs> I love I, it. I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta fully jump into the Twitter realm. But yeah, it, I. That is such an interesting point that, you know. None of, none of the heartbrokenness was about, the loss of, of the space for the public, history and all of this. It's what that means to the individual. Right. Yeah. The antiquity part. It means nothing no, to of people. Of course not. Of course not. And it's really sad. And it, this reminds me of the whole museum selling their art thing. Oh. And I'm so, <laughs> I'm so upset about that. And okay. it's upsetting Wait, to me. Let's get into the museum selling the art after I pee. So museums are selling their art. Yes. So museums are selling their art. Oh. One, problematic for a lot of reasons. The biggest <laughs> one being that museums ones that are selling their art are publicly funded yeah they should not be selling things that belong to us the public yes Yes. to the public space right it's different than going to a store and deciding whether to buy something exactly yeah it's purely uh to experience this thing not to assess the use value exactly Yeah, yeah 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 um and It's interesting that we don't cry over the fact that we can't just go witness art in a public setting. Yeah. Um, and as citizens, as spectators, mm. as someone on the opposite end right. of the kind of relationship between the artwork and the person seeing it. Right. We don't even conceive of that. We don't no. even think of that. It's a second thought. You know, it's not... Which uh, is why art is not doing its democratic thing (laughs) at all. Exactly. And it goes back to the self-serving thing and the, like, therapy thing and the cathartic, like, yeah. Right. And it's like, there is so much value in going, and especially if you're someone who hasn't gone to a bourgeois art school, Mm -hmm. in just going and, and seeing art. Yeah. The fact that that is collapsing in on itself. Right. And museums are selling Warhol work. They're <laughs> selling Picasso. When They're selling I saw, Van Gogh. Yeah, it's, um, it's the opposite of once I... I didn't read the novel, but I read of uh, in one of her novels, Ursula Le Guin. Like Le yeah. Guin yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know how to say her name, but she... Uh, conceptualized in a novel museums functioning as libraries where like it is no longer like a distant 
right. thing that you uh, observe, but you can like touch it and take it home and like borrow it and right. like not even rent it because like a public library, you don't need to like pay per day. But right. it's like just the sense that it it's the of it being ours right so like it takes but this is the complete antithesis of that right it's lock it up yeah um lock it up lock it away uh take it away which from the public which is yeah. why jacob's pillows theater burning right. is sad yeah that's why it's sad yes not because you danced on it and now that memory is gone. Yeah, yeah. That's not why it's sad. It's yeah. sad because that space meant something in for terms of... Every, yeah, exactly. for the public, for the, for the collective. Yes, in that anyone, an average Joe, and now we can get into who goes to dance things and whatnot, but in theory... Right. How is that democratic? I know. It's, it's a group of bourgeois people jacking each other off and self-flagellating and giving each other clout. Right, and that's my thing about, like, identity politics. Like, identity politics, I think, as a whole, don't really do much of anything. But especially when people are doing identity politics in spaces and industries and whatever that are already bourgeois. Yeah, it's... Like, it's what is insane. the point in that Exactly. Point? Like, and this is why I say it's right wing. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're doing, like, identity politics in bougie spaces, you are literally saying that, like, black people in poverty seeing black people successful... Exactly. ...will make them be able to pull up their bootstraps higher. Right. Basically, what you are saying is that they aren't... You're saying they're not successful because of them. Because right. of a moral failing on their end. Right. Even if you're empathizing and saying it's because they aren't inspired enough by people that look like them. Exactly. You're still saying there's something that's in their control. Right. Uh, they didn't see themselves represented. Enough. Exactly. So if you're saying that they didn't see themselves represented, you're saying that if they did they could do something. That it's outside of their material conditions. Right, Which exactly. is inherently reactionary. It's inherently totally. right-wing to say that, like, they just... Even if you, you know, if you say, like, I understand why they didn't pull up their bootstraps, you're still saying that they could have and exactly. should have. And if, we, and if we just represented them properly, we could. So it's basically rebranding exercise, mm -hmm. which is also deeply conservative because you're trying to conserve... This, this way of doing things. Yeah. Um, by saying, if we make this look better... Yeah. It, we can keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, if we allow a couple more black people in... <laughs> yeah. Then we can keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, on a formal level with dance, if we just say ballet sucks, <laughs> but keep the structure of things... Yeah. Then we can just keep doing it. Yeah. It's all of these interchanging parts that you can change out right but not thinking of oh my god <laughs> all of these discrepancies and the grant money and the way that the whole thing is structured uh, that's deeply capitalist you have these like this grant money where it's a lot easier definitely easier to get money and when you can already get money it's easier to get more money if you tag an outreach program, a community outreach program onto your project. Ugh. And you know, you, I don't give a fuck about intentions. 
I don't know if the intention of the state is for it to actually enrich the community. I would assume not, but I don't even care. The point is, it's easier to get grant money if you do community which, outreach. Which turns art into social... Uh, it does. Um, a social arm of the state, which is not... No, it's not good. What it's but is, it's, a, it's the therapeutic exactly. aspect again. So yeah. you have the community outreach. Of course, everyone wants the capital to tell their story and pay everyone who helps them tell their story. So they tag a community outreach onto their project. Um, what concerns me is that there's now so... I You see left and right. I don't know if you saw, but like through quarantine, like youth training programs pop up left and right. Yeah. Youth training, community outreach. It's blowing the fuck up, which... Uh, would be fine if there weren't already too many dancers compared to the amount of jobs. So you have right. this dichotomy of <laughs> dance jobs not being created and outreach programs being created. To so train that, more dancers. So that you can train more poor people to be dancers only for them to be fucked when they become dancers. Right. It's insane. It's totally. absurd. Again, doing that takes away from um, the need to change the apparatus in which it works it's a way to not do anything uh culturally critical while feeling like you're doing something culturally significant right exactly so you're doing your ethical democratization duty yep effectively doing social work yep for the bourgeois state wow and it's crazy that it's also funded by the state because you are literally doing social work and I bet a lot of these programs are keep the kids off the street. Yep. We're going to do these dance programs for these inner city kids. Yep. Which, of course, I want more kids to dance. Duh. The argument is the structural one in that artists, rather than doing their jobs of making art, are now expected to fill this social role. Right. Uh, political role as social worker. Right. And the way you get your funding is through doing that. Which is bad for the art and it's bad for the social work that needs to be done. Right. So you have choreographers becoming these kind of narcissistic social workers. And then the ultimate winner is the bourgeoisie and the bourgeois state. Yes, and not to mention, you know, (laughs) put like New York City aside. Look at a a city like Detroit that's investing a lot in like arts programs it's only for these i'm not even gonna call them artists i'm straight up gonna call them social workers yeah it's for these social working dancers to feel like they're doing something when in reality you know this is a very like taboo thing to talk about especially as a dancer and if i were in a dance institution i'd probably get kicked out for saying this but if this city would cut their arts funding and completely funnel it into like housing, it would do a lot more for these people. Right, and you would get a lot more interesting dancers. Yeah. Or if you took your arts yep. funding and you reallocated it so that you changed the apparatus itself, uh-huh. you would get interesting artists. Well, and you this would is get a very, it's a very, dance. these people feeling like their social work is doing the work, first of all, you have like, Three kids show up for an outreach class even before right, COVID. Even gives a fuck about Nobody gives shit. a fuck. Like their parents, like even if the class is free, 
if the parent is about to be in like is about to be evicted they're not going to take their kid to ballet right. class and if you're if you as a child are living in squalor it's not going to have the same catharsis as it does for right. like a bougie like right upper middle class person again it's a conservative idea conserve the system just give some funds to let a couple more pours in yeah <laughs> which you know you're so right if you take all of this money that is funneled into bourgeois art institutions yeah and put it put it into housing put it into social programs on on, on a state level then and this is a very mark mark fisher made this point right about post-punk he said the reason that art was interesting yeah. is a lot of these kids came out of socialized art schools yep that were free yeah um and you had proletarian kids who were and bougie kids in the same band. Yes. And yeah. They, and and um and they and when they all came together, they realized that there was like an uh, an imperative to make radical work that was challenging the state. And, and the, it happened without having to funnel money. A yeah. Trickle down. Yeah. Trickle down fantasy where anyone can come. Collaborate. Yes. Yeah. Then you have this weird intermeshing of things. Um, in a weird collision, which art needs. And it's not charity. It's exactly. not equal opportunity. No, it's, it's not, not quotas. Exactly. It's not, yeah, checking off boxes. It's a pure, genuine circumstance. Yes, because you've made it so. Yeah. Because the uh, apparatus has made it so. If you force a condition, it's always going to feel shitty. Yeah. Like right on it if you force it on this kind of individual level. Yeah. Then you're policing each other. Yeah. Everyone's a cop. Which <laughs> we see, right? It's abolish the police, but then everyone's an unpaid intern for the state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you if you have kind of a flattening out, even even a welfare state because what Mark Fisher was talking about with these art schools was just a welfare state. Yeah. It was not There's nothing radical. It. Yeah. You know, even if you have just that degree of, of some sort of flattening out of that disparity. Even slightly. Your art, the, that in itself nourishes art. Of course it does. But the backwards shit that artists think now is that right. the problem is that we haven't uplifted enough of the good people. Uh, yeah. You know, not, yeah. not that there is a, not saying that everyone is an artist by any means, because that's not true, uh-uh. but I think there's a lot of people right now who have an artistic impulse who could never yeah. act on that in any capacity, no. because none of the material conditions of their life have even indicated that that was a possibility. Yeah. You know, I think of my dad as someone like this. Yeah. Because when Same. he played sports, the way he talks about sports. Yeah. And he was like a truck driver and shit. But <laughs> when he played sports and when he talks about sports, it's very romantic and almost poetic. He has such an artistic sensibility. Our dads need to hang out. My dad is the same exact way. Like my dad like made auto parts in the Midwest. Right. So, uh yeah, like kind of same and you know, same kind of thing. I don't know, just the way he talks. and it's, Totally. It's interesting. Yes, it really is. It, yeah. it, there's so much of this, like, latent, artistic, like, feeling yeah. in a lot of people. Yeah. But with no, especially with men, again, I think this yeah. society is horrible to men, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
because you know men that might have a certain sensitivity or like yeah. the desire to push boundaries in a way that an artist might right they get funneled into sports which right. in itself can be brutally exploitative and then yeah you know through your whole life you do sports and then there's like a tiny margin for people who are able to do it professionally yeah you know um but if you had a different type of education system a different type of structure right. and infrastructure you might have a lot of these what people would consider brutish white men or whatever being very artists. highly sensitive artists doing this other thing and people blame it on the most artificial shit yes. they blame it on the cultural pervasiveness of white men exactly and that white men's interests are what dominate society when in reality, it is so much more realistic and just true that what benefits capital is what exactly. dominates society. I know. And that happens to manifest in certain... But that is totally irrelevant. Right, totally. Yeah. And, and right now, women being victim fetishists <laughs> um, feigning their vulnerability all the time yeah. serves capital. Yeah. And again, on an aesthetic level, this manifests itself in the narcissistic dancing and, and the narrativizing and the autobiographical yeah. productions. And the biggest tell is the fact that that's what gets money. Yeah. I mean, even something like Sonia Sonia Tay's piece that she did here in New York. It was the story of a lesbian woman coming out. <laughs> Never mind Yawn. that this person has massive institutional backing. Is <laughs> massively famous off of a commercial. Nobody dance show. feels bad for you. Exactly, and they shouldn't. And, and so the idea that 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 she is oppressed. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you talking about? You have every institution backing every single thing that you're doing the way that, you know, and the way that Jackson Pollock would get back. This is my thing with Paul and elite spaces. If you wait until the elite spaces, there's a class discrepancy. But here's my thing. I advocate for this always. And I think it's a, a good argument and, and a worthy argument and ultimately a punk argument, not in the leather aesthetics, but in the <laughs> ethos of punk. Not in the like native sense, exactly. sense yeah, but in, no, the... <laughs> in the fucking, you know, challenging taboo sense. <laughs> there's no, if there's one thing I can say to people, there's no money to be made for the vast majority of us yeah if you are making art it is literally it has to be because it is what what you are and what you want to do and right. what you have to say right so you might as well commit to that and make that your project and be a critic and be outspoken about what you believe and yeah. be, have convictions and principles and be committed to them then sacrifice those things in a marketplace that is going to destroy you anyway because there's no money for you anyway. Right. And my thing is, <laughs> people push back against that. And this is like, oh, yeah, but like, you know, like, uh, 
that doesn't pay the bills. But at the same time, this is the importance of fucking help your friends for free. A little is a much more radical approach institutionally. Yes. To creating art, it's going to cultivate more radical ideas because the because the motivation behind it is not to get like a lot of us have side jobs anyway exactly a lot of times people break even with their projects and i think that a step is to recognize that less capital needs to cycle through this project right i don't think that anybody deserves to take a net loss right but i don't i don't think that's I don't think a net loss is necessary because I don't think that anyone on our level or on this uh, project-based level is making a net win. Exactly. So it's like make work that is within your (laughs) financial reach. Right. But the ideas can be radical. And surround yourself with other artists who are willing to make that happen with you as collaborators. If your grant proposal, if your concept is accepted by the state to the point where they want to give you money to make it, you probably shouldn't be making yeah. it. Because especially with what we're talking about, if, if uh, with the grant proposal, you're attaching all of these social right. goals to it. So basically, and we were talking about this before we started recording, there's no punk rock equivalent in dance. Right. And the kind of DIY aspects of dance go straight funneled into the kind of like Beyonce picks them up off Instagram or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Which says there's been some amazing street dancers who have gotten picked up that way, not knocking their shit, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess what I'm advocating for is dancers specifically and choreographers to, to stop playing that game. that game and to start taking seriously the the... The medium of dance. Yeah. Which is a very Claire Bishop. This is my thing (laughs) about the Claire Bishop thing. I love the critiques and the arguments she made about performance in the museum spaces. Right. And everybody should read that. But I think... it's called a white cube. Black. Black box, white cube, gray gray zone. Gray zone. Yeah. But I think the reason it's important to talk about from, like, for us, is that she is critiquing... I think more the white cube. Right. Whereas I think we need to critique the black box. Right. And what that is and, and what it's doing. Um... And that dance is simping. Dance yeah. is like kind of like entering this white cube and being like, oh yeah, like we're doing a radical thing. Mm-hmm. When like she clearly states dance performance in the white cube is being used for ABC. Right. You know, very much critiquing more the art world right. than the dance world. Right, right, right. right. But my yes, critique yeah, yeah. on the dance world in that sense is that it is totally succumbing to just being used. Right. And it goes into, a, a, I think, a problem on a, the level of dancers are simps on an individual level. Oh, yeah. Because, again, it goes back to us saying everyone wants to tell their story. Yes. And... Um, the dancer is the, the simp archetype yeah. in a lot of senses, but it doesn't Absolutely. have to be that. No, and I think it's because um, dancers being bougie and a lot of dancers coming from a bougie background results in still being um, kind of cucked 
by this idea that, you know, in order, a lot of dancers, even company work is means to an end. Right. Um, which is something I genuinely don't understand. Not that I don't understand it. I don't relate at all. Right. Because I would fucking love to do physically challenging work. Right. I would love to be in a company to do that work. Right. Not as means to an end to have the credentials to be respected when I go to do my own work. Right. Which is like the company work has become like something to put in your bio so that you're taken seriously when you tell your own story. Yeah, it's like another college. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Credentialing it's credentialing. Continues. Yeah, it's credentialing, yeah. which is why I say it's so bougie because like bougie people are cucked by the idea of credentialing. Expertise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To put they don't want to be in a company because they want to do that work. They don't want to be in a company because they want to do this rep. They don't want to do this. They want to put it on their CV for when they present their own story. Right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. It's all a... <laughs> Means to an end. Um, and, and again, it's a political critique and this is something Deleuze brings up in Postscripts on a Society of Control or Control Societies, whatever the wording is. But... He talks about how, you know, the control society operates on this endless school, endless credentialing yeah. kind yeah. of mode. And mm -hmm. you keep doing it and doing it and doing it for sake of doing it. Yeah. Right. Um, it doesn't mean something in and of itself. No. And so then the dancer always feels oppressed <laughs> by the choreographer rather than having agency in the fact that they are a dancer. And right. their agency is in that they can use their body in this way that it's deeply artistic and yeah. can be molded. And that is, and there's so much to say about that. And as yeah. a dancer, you could talk about that at uh -huh. length. And that's amazing. Yeah. And, and there is so much radical uh, work to be done in that. Yeah. That doesn't have to do with being the creator of the move itself. Yeah. Um, because if you only think about becoming the creator of the move itself... That's very indicative that you're thinking about it in terms of intellectual property. Exactly. And I understand this to an extent because yeah. the way we have been taught to think about power structures, automatically the choreographer is kind of like the boss. But within dance, that's not necessarily no. true because it's art. It's not that. No. You know, as a dancer, again, Sylvie... Look at what she does with what is given to her. Only she can do that. Yeah. That is an artistic act. She yeah. is one of the great modernist artists. And yeah. she doesn't get called that because she's a dancer. Yes, And there's yes, all of yes, these yes, ideas yes. about dancers being this receptacle. Right. But no, dancers have so much fucking agency. Yeah. If Sylvie Guillaume wanted to, on opening night of when she's doing a Forsyth whatever, she could do whatever the fuck she wanted and fuck that entire thing up. Dancers yeah. have so much agency. Yeah. And their agency comes through the discipline and the wanting to push right. the body. And right, the, right, 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 right. You know, that's where it comes from. And, and that's there's so much to be said for that. Mm -hmm. But through this lens of everything is a power struggle. Yeah. Then, then of course, being a dancer is denigrating and wrong. So when you think of it in terms of what we're saying right now, when you think of Judson Church, then that entire project was kind of reactionary in that it saw 
the discrepancy between choreographer and dancer as a problem. So it eliminated that. Yeah. Deskilled it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, only to maintain the fundamental aspects of, of, right. of dance. Right. The, the problematic problematic and scarecrow's aspect of dance. You know what I'm saying? It's like I totally yeah, no, you're totally right. They flattened the wrong things. Yeah, it's like the lib pandemic, like <laughs> flattening the wrong curve. <laughs> exactly. Dance is the lib pandemic. Yeah, dance is a pandemic. Dance is the real pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Dance is the real fucking pandemic. That's fucking hilarious. And in a lot of senses it is. Like I'm with Badiou and that he says, you know, we must become the pitiless censors of ourselves. I'm, that's a gift. That's a gift to the world. Yeah. That's a gift to dancers. That's a gift to everyone because. <laughs> I wish y'all could see your face right now. <laughs> it's so true. It's like adding to the endless barrage of just fucking bullshit that never ends. There's nothing radical about this. But yet. Every institution that we're a part of is saying that we must add to it all the time. So it's great to to, uh, <laughs> to not, you know, and to think for a while and then make things. I think my my closing notes would be a point I've made. And I'm being redundant. I'm trying to make it more eloquently now, which is that there needs to be a... Um, a true uh, do-it-yourself response to dance now. Um, yeah. And I think that dancers need to stop worrying so much about being accepted by yeah. the structures that currently exist. Um, not just dancers, but choreographers as well. Right. And dancers that are choreographers and vice versa. And nurturing a more um, DIY uh right uh true diy not yeah. like the bushwick diy thing but but like a true uh churn towards that <laughs> yeah rather than what we're seeing which is the charity yeah aspect and the wanting to be paid from people who have don't no money. have capital yeah <laughs> To make radical work in the name of that and to be a part of of radical work in the name of that. And all of it with the understanding that you are a part of a larger aesthetic project that has value as an artistic movement, as an artistic project, not your personal career. Yeah. Um, Yep. I think that's like really where I'm coming from. You're an artist before you're a market commodity. Yeah. I think, yeah. And, yeah, I guess my closing remarks would be, like, kind of related to that in the sense that, like, people that are in my DMs that, like, low-key are, like, fuck yeah. Like, I see you. I know Ty sees you. Like, we, and we all see see each other. We know that, we all know that this shit is absurd, that these bougie people are peddling shit that is actively bad. We all know this. I think my closing remarks would be like, stop being so quiet. Don't capitulate we all know to it. them. We right. all know it. We all know that these things are actively bad. And I think 
totally. We think this is absurd. Yeah, we totally think it's absurd. And fear not the fucking cancelers. Because yeah. their shit is going to come back and get them. It will. In the future, everyone they, will and, be canceled and for 15 minutes. And there's not enough. There is not... The cool thing about dance is there's not enough market success within dance at all for these cancellations exactly. to be detrimental. Right. So, like, we have such a potential to do important shit. Right. And I think that that's, ultimately, that's the good thing to learn from Judson Church. Yeah. Was their bravery in their aesthetic radicalism. Yep. Um, but not to take their aesthetic and reify it to the point where it means nothing. Yep. But rather to take the idea that they're pushing back against institutions. Um, yeah. To cosplay Judson Church in the name of the bourgeois state. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You know, just Stop. come find us. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it. Fuck yeah. You have people like, my gesture I'm doing right now is like my right hand up and like waving. But I've done like 18 years of ballet training and I'm like, this is radical. Because I decided to wave. Yeah. No, it's not. You just decided to wave. (laughs) What would be radical, and I have a favorite teacher of mine. His name's Tillman O'Donnell. He's fucking radical. He danced with Forsyth, and he's a huge baddie you guy. He's fucking <laughs> cool as shit. Um, but he's like, we do not yet know what the body can do. And right. he's like ballet trained, but yeah. he's always um, experimenting with these bizarre movement exercises. It's not about the way it looks. It's right. just about the willingness to kind of yeah, push yeah, the body yeah, yeah. in a different way. Willingness is a really good word. Like we do, we know we don't know what the body can do. Like let's exactly. fucking push it. Let's yeah. fucking let's fucking go. I'm always gonna advocate for being curious about the body. Right. The 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 anarchist desire to horizontalize. Right. Should not be applied to no. what your body can do. Exactly. It, the infinite capacity of this thing should be acted Explored. upon all the time. Yes, I. you're so right. Whether that means sitting still for hours, which is honestly cool and cool. Yeah. And that's worth exploring. Push it. Or, you know, Nothing fucking be running, running six miles and you've never done that. Or yeah. doing ballet and you're a hip-hop dancer. Or yeah, or doing hip-hop and you're a ballet dancer. Or not <laughs> being a dancer and dancing and trying that. Yeah. You know, or like getting on the floor and trying to do impossible Fucking moves. Vim Vigor <laughs> shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that is amazing. Yeah. That is cool. That is the utility of dance, I think, the uniqueness of dance as a form is everyone has a body. Right. And everybody has an infinite potential. Right. Oh, yeah. That is the de-skilling yep. in scare quotes that we need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not that, like, everybody... I don't know. Yeah, not that skilling is bad. Not that having right. technique is bad. But that um, not having technique is not bad in that you can aim to do any amount of things. With any amount of things. Exactly, yes. Or, and, and that's fucking cool. That's fucking sick. It's amazing. Das Verhältnis des Menschen zur Sprache ist in einer Wandlung begriffen, 
deren Tragweite wir noch nicht ermessen. Der Verlauf dieser Wandlung lässt sich auch nicht unmittelbar aufhalten. 